0: 20 yards That is a jewel! 11 16 SEN, the four Diego's. Oh, they come to Royce, splits it open, looking here, an opportunity for Orr. He rounds the keeper, and it's slotted home by McCurran. Opening goal for Brisbane Roar. That had hints of Barcelona about it. They sliced and diced the Melbourne City defence, and they're one goal to the good early on here.
1: Thanks for joining us on the final whistle tonight. There's Francis Leach, and another great call away from home tonight uh, for the SEN call team. Brisbane Roar defeated. Melbourne City, 1-0 tonight. Jamie McLaren in the 11th minute, as you heard from Francis then, at Suncorp Stadium in front of a decent crowd of 20,198. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you for the final whistle. Vinny Venezuela.
2: Good evening, Rodrigo. Good to see you. Uh, my question is, and yes. we can answer this later, I wonder how much of that 20,000 was because of Super Tim, because oh. a bit of an X factor there.
1: There's a, there's definitely the Tim Kale factor. Uh, Carlos Alberto Diego, welcome.
3: Hello, Rodrigo. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you, Vinnie, and, uh and also... Some guests that you're going to be well, talking well, to in a minute. Well, the reason
1: I've left Warren till last, yes. is because he he's not happy, and and, and tonight
3: we want to make him happy. Absolutely. Just just to quickly suggest what an answer to your question would be, Vinny. Uh, the average for Brisbane Raw is around fourteen thousand ah. per game. So maybe let's just say six, five or six, maybe for Timmy That's theater fantastic. goers, theater goers. Yep, and uh, even Brisbane were talking about the fact that they're promoting that Timmy's coming up and playing. Uh, and they're hoping to keep a couple of those theatre goers uh, as members, or you know, people who come to a couple of games at least.
1: Theatre goers are welcome, Carlos.
3: Mm. They are definitely welcome. And theatre goers
1: are welcome to this show tonight, Warren. <laughs> you're a theatre goer tonight on television. How are you feeling?
4: Yeah, good. Thanks, Rodrigo, and good. thanks for um, taking such an interest in my welfare. It's appreciated. Well, you know I always do. Yeah, no. Look, it was a it was a really interesting game. I mean, it was a it was a, it was the um, it was. Anti football
1: versus football <laughs> Right so so genuine football. We've been tossing and turning. no we haven't been sleeping. We've been tossing <laughs> up tossing up whether whether we call it the anti football hotline. No,
4: you haven't. No, there hasn't Hot. been anything about the anti football hotline. Well, it's, it's been about that. So who, soft so underbelly. So
3: hang on, who who played anti football tonight? Exactly. Brisbane yeah, played right. the anti football. As as distinct from City I can't play football hotline. <laughs> What, what do you think the hotline should be called tonight?
2: Well, you know, I did suggest that we call it the Going North Hotline, but when I tweeted that one out, <laughs> there was a chance that City were going to come back and score. But right. now that they lost the game, maybe we yeah. should call it the Going South Hotline because things are, are not right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. no, look, at, uh, well, the hotline is open tonight, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. You can call it what mm. you want tonight. It's your Absolutely. hotline. Melbourne City fans... uh we're here for you tonight. We're here for you, Rodrigo.
2: Tonight. It would be wrong. I was going to. I was thinking of calling it the Invisible Men Hotline because <laughs> because you know the people didn't really turn up. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we'll talk about. Yeah. That just tonight. give us
3: a ring. Just pick up your phone. And give us a ring. Nine four two nine
1: eleven sixteen, or send us a text message on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We'd love to hear from you.
3: Now, what people would normally think is that Warren and I would be at loggerheads tonight. I'd be stirring him up. Two hours of just. Let's have a crack at Warren. But I'm going to let you, Warren, tell me how you're feeling right now. Perth Glory beat City. Um, you know, well, I thought they, they did it in a, in a, by using fantastic tactics, playing to their strengths, and in the end, City weren't good enough to win. And I thought Brisbane did the same thing tonight. So what... What are, you, are you worried at all? Just before he answers that, Carlos, Ooh. tonight's show is brought oh. to you by Best on Plumbing, Tax Talk, and the Northern
1: Football Academy at St Monica's in Epping. Answer the question now. Yeah, worried. <laughs> how are you feeling?
3: How are you feeling about uh, how the boys went? Uh, Perth Glory, again, I'll, I'll repeat that they got it tactically right, played to their strengths, and defeated um, you know, Melbourne City at it's, home, and no now doubt. going away from home. I did pick it. I had a a sense during the week that Brisbane would make it very difficult for them,
4: and they did tonight. There's no doubt that the modus operandi of teams coming up against City is to actually stop them playing. And both Perth and Brisbane tactically, I think, were superior. Now, there's going to be – I think there's already been Twitter action, probably incited by yourself, Carlos, because (laughs) you're a bit of a Twitter shock shock jock, really. I mean, there's a bit of talk around – John Van Skip being,
3: you know, out coached tactically. Well, from Australian Football uh, uh, at Australian Football on Twitter uh, sent uh, something through to us. Totally outplayed by yeah. a coach. They sacked JVS has been clueless since he's arrived. Worst manager in the league. That's from who Australian that? Football. Well, on who is Twitter. Australian Football? Is that his first name no, or I'm his just surname? Everyone's got a voice on this show. Well, I mean, you know, everyone's I mean, got a voice on this Mr. show. Mr.
4: Australian Football, it's a very unusual name, but what I'd say, were you saying that after <laughs> so that we beat... So the Four Diego's isn't. After we beat... <laughs> but we have individual names. But what I'm saying is, Mr. Australian Football, were you saying that after Melbourne City, Thrash Melbourne victory 4-1? Were you saying that after other performances this season. I mean, that's such a naive. You talk about me being naive, Carlos. You call me naive. Here's another that's one. naive. Here's another
3: one off Twitter. A yep. very incisive t- comment yep. by uh, Borges. Borges? Borges. Uh, Ain't it great to see Melbourne City money, money, money lose? Ha, 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 ha.
4: Oh, that's I that was, that's so astute it, that's, comment. That's actually, very actually
3: astute. the next
2: one from Borges is even funnier. I, I would normally feel sorry for Warren. However, give it to him, Diego's.
1: <laughs> Maybe it should be the Give It to Warren Diego Hotline tonight. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. I tell you, send us a give it. us a call or send us a text what? message. Love it. Hey, love it. look. By the way, like Monday night. We're giving it away thanks mm. to Football Federation Victoria's Community in Business. You can sign on as a member today for 20, no, 2017, communityandbusiness.com.au. We're giving away two of Ange Postacoglu's book, the, uh, Changing the Game. So we're giving two of those away tonight and we'll uh, announce both those winners later on this hour or early next if it's really, really difficult. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. give us a call tonight. It is your hotline. Let's go to Jacob in Craigieburn, he wants to talk about City. G'day, Jacob.
5: Good evening, James. How are we going?
1: Yeah, very well.
5: That's good. Um, obviously watching the game tonight from the pub. Um, we were too cute going in, going forward, going into the penalty box. I mean, instead of um, trying to create chances, we wanted to walk it in. Um, you know, Fauna Rolly was at one point ball-hungry, um, not passing it off. I mean, it's it's typical city getting really comfortable um, after a big result. We saw it um, against Victory, then we saw it uh, when we won big, then we went up against Perth, and... We sort of look comfortable, we look relaxed, like, you know, we're invincible when clearly we're not. Um I mean the first goal Josh Rose could have done a lot to to protect that ball from going in like sliding in, instead of standing there like a headless chook and looking around like what had just happened. Um, you know, people knocking JVS. I, I look I I sort of agree with them. I don't know why retray would start when you've got a talent like uh Kaceres sitting as a substitute when Caceres came on the game sort of changed he added he added a bit more spark but the one player we are definitely missing right now is Colzo. when we played victory, we were so dominant in the midfield and out wide and Colazo was unbeatable he hasn't been there um, against Perth he wasn't there we, we got done against Adelaide um, we got we got the win but we were pushed strong in uh, towards the end, uh, obviously being tired and then tonight once again. Red Trey not standing up to it. Um, Caseras should have started. And I just think, you know, the, the game coming up next week against Newcastle, you boys would pencil that in. I'd pencil that in as a Melbourne City win. But judging on tonight's performance, we, didn't, we had no shots on target. Since when? Melbourne City not have one shot on target. We were too cute. Back to the drawing board. Learn to take shots outside the box. Don't be afraid because... You don't know what can happen. We see, we fact, something outside the box, a deflection, it goes in. You don't know what can happen. So, And the penalty that should have been awarded um, when Theo came out, I was a bit confused because he grabbed the ball but stubbed up challenging the box. And the referee pointed to a free kick outside the box instead of a penalty. If you guys can... Tell me and the listeners why wasn't that a penalty. That
3: would be muchly appreciated. Well, Jacob, a lot of great points there, mate. You really summed it up pretty well. Uh, uh, I actually was in the car driving here <laughs> because I drive here during time and I didn't actually see that moment. It sounded like Francis Leach and Alan Hunter uh, were a, a little bit perplexed why it wasn't given. Did you guys see it at all? No, the, I was penalty? driving too. Yeah, was,
4: it was a definite foul and it did look like it was in the box, but then he pointed to... Just outside, the Look, yeah, but that wasn't the reason. Peter I mean, the other had point... a pretty good, he had a really yeah. good game tonight. Yeah, the three.
3: other point that Jacob made that was that really stood out was the fact that you know, this Melbourne City side, with a Forney Riley, with Timmy Kale with uh, Brandan and Kamau in the side, plus Bratton—you uh, know—really attacking-minded, offensive-type uh, view on the game and how they're going to play—didn't uh, get a, a proper shot on goal tonight. That—that mm. that was the worry for me, um, and the fact that uh, you know. Brisbane made it very difficult for them. They closed the gap. So very, very tough at the ball in the tackle. Uh, They certainly, with with Fornaroli, I think they've worked out how to, I mean, this is, I mean, it may have been on the night, but they really put Fornaroli off his game in that they, a a lot of the ball to feet was intercepted. They made it two on one. Uh, Christensen did a lot of work in front of Fornaroli to make sure it was very difficult to get it to his feet. And if it did get to his feet, Devere did a wonderful job just making sure that, Fornaroli didn't set himself to receive the ball with his back to goal. That's when he's at his best. And Devere made it really difficult for him. So they were up for it. Brisbane, they've only lost one game at home in 17, would you believe? So they're very, very hard to beat up there. But I would be, I would be I'm only disappointed with City because they didn't match the intensity of Raw. But I wouldn't worry about City being... Yeah, a team that's not going to be up there this year. This is not the same city as last year or any incarnations of heart. This is a different team altogether. All they needed was a goal late in that game. They could have gone on, uh, gone on and won that game. But Brisbane on the night technically got it right. They were much more committed at the ball and they made it very, very difficult for all their good players.
2: Yeah, I think uh, City struggled to really play the way they wanted to play and that's, that's a testament to Raw's... Uh, set up and, and they were frustrated. And I think that you, you saw that frustration in the second half when, when they were looking dangerous with, with the number of passes that just went awry and, yeah. and there was just um, poor, poor finishing and, and delivery. And, and, again, that was costly too because when they were getting into positions, they weren't getting the delivery they needed.
1: Thanks for your great call, Jacob. Stay on, stay, not, don't stay on the line, but stay <laughs> listening because uh, – you're the you're front-runner for one of those books tonight. Uh, Ange Postecoglou's book, Change the Game. Make sure you stay listening because uh, we'll announce the winner. Nine four 2, 9, 11, 16. We've got two of those books to give away. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Uh, just Just quickly, Christy has sent us a text message. Taylor Swift hotline. Haters going to hate, 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 but we're just going to shake it off, shake it off. Love, Warren Diego.
3: <laughs> okay. Who? Are you going to pep Christy. up now, Warren? On you, Christy. He's miserable at the moment. I'll, actually, I'll take a photo of him and put it out on Twitter because you are miserable at the moment, Warren. Yeah, Look, yeah give us a yeah, call pep on up the... No, I'm pep, fine, Carl. Pep, said, up. pep up and support and I, your team. I'm
4: going to listen to what Tommy's got to say. But the little description that's been put on the, uh, on the screen, I'm going to make a comment after he's spoken, sure. generally, to all City fans. There's going to be a call to arms <laughs> for Melbourne City fans, and I will, I will tell you about that after we hear him speak.
1: 9429 1116, give us a call on the Taylor Swift hotline. G'day, Tommy, and welcome to the show.
6: G'day, lads. How you going? Yeah, very well. I've got two quick points I want to make. That Jacob bloke, that snapper from Craigie Byrne, why is he going under two different names? What's his form there? Like, oh, well he you comes mean on. Snapper
4: on. from Port Phillip Bay.
6: Yeah, he comes on oh, sprue yes. yep. about snapper. how they're they're number one, they're number one, they're they do this, they do that, and all of a sudden they get a loss and he changes his name back to Jacob. Yeah, how
3: dare how dare someone use a fake name, Tommy? <laughs>
6: what a now, how dare <laughs> they?
7: Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Carlos. Just not on.
6: Uh, exactly, boys, that's absolute trash. Now getting back to the, <laughs> getting back to the city tonight. Don't you think they got a little bit ahead of themselves? Because they did beat victory, and they get up for them. But whenever they play someone not victory, they seem to not like have their mind on the job, boys.
3: Look, I I honestly believe that they... Look, it could have been a bit of complacency in there. They might be believing a little bit more of what's been written about them and how good they are and how they're going to win things. And, you know, Boz has been, you know, so big on talking about how good they are. The teams now, what people are forgetting is that, you know, this City team is much better than previous City teams, much better players and they're all winners and all that sort of stuff uh, or professional players who have won a lot. But what we're all forgetting is that every other team in the league has improved also. And I'm talking about the Brisbane Roars of this world and the Perth Glories, the Sydney FCs, um, you know, even Newcastle. They've all improved and they've improved tactically. So you're not going to go there and just rip a team apart because you've got 11 better players than the uh, opposition. You're actually going to uh, have a difficult day if you're not up for it. And I think... You know, maybe it's a beautiful day in Brisbane. Uh, they got up there. It's a Tim Kale night. I mean, Timmy Kale was signing autographs
1: just after uh, it, a bit the of warm-up.
3: He yeah. was walking back to the change room. He's starting to sign. War- uh, now, I don't think Timmy Kale would have done that at any other club he's played for. He wouldn't have done that at Everton. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have done that at New York uh, when he was over there. China. I mean, he's come back to Australia and he's doing that now. I don't know, Warren. What do you? How, how do you feel about that? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it, it, would, it cost him the game or anything, but it just shows the frame of mind someone's in. Was he ready to play? If he's signing... I mean, people were giving him he, you know, his book, the legacy book, and he was signing the
4: legacy book after the warm-up. You know, and, and thanks to Tommy for his call from Roval, it was a, it was a good call. And, and Carlos... That's just scurrilous, what you say. I mean, it's just but an incentive. You've you throw- think John Van like Skip would throw- be happy
3: that That one of the players who's a leader in his John team. John Van
4: Skip would not
3: he's- care he's- if he ran around the field
4: naked before the half, so. before the game, as long as he performed on the field. Now, Timmy wasn't the worst player today. No, no, I, I thought not Timmy. At all put in, gave 100%, and there's no evidence to yeah, suggest but what does that it the do? book signing before the start of the game... <laughs> well, let's all
2: sign a book before the, the game, Warren. The let's all just take a book in to get signed yeah, by someone. But now,
3: now you're being ridiculous. It, but even the young kid who came it's on, taken you know, the Foxtel, you know, Foxtel <laughs> all-star kid that walks on, because he's a Stall All Star. That's right. He Timmy's gone up and hugged him, <laughs> he's, he's and they're about to kick off. He's gone. A, he did. F- Is his mind on the job? And if it doesn't affect <laughs> him, Warren, how does it affect all the other players in his team? All the kiddies, the retros of this well, world. There's a in couple of a- ways. I
2: wonder. I wonder if Timmy went back uh, to all those books he signed and put a bit of blood, smeared a bit of blood from <laughs> yeah, his headband. That would have been fun.
3: Uh, it doesn't 20 set minutes. the right It'd tone. Taken Twenty. Minutes. Warren,
2: You know what, Warren? Take it easy, right? Mr. Soft Underbelly over yeah. here. Don't, don't get all like, oh, oh, come on. No, no. Come on.
4: You know how it's affecting the other city players? They'd actually all like a book themselves. <laughs> you know, it's just absolutely They're... ridiculous colours. I'm, just throwing, K, throwing there, I'm right? just throwing it out there. throwing it out there, I'm just
2: throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. You're right, Warren, though. The problem wasn't with Super Tim. But a lot of players disappeared there tonight. They were oh, invisible Finney, men. I thought no, no, no. Kamau
3: was anonymous.
4: And and that, were, Bratton didn't do Br- anything. And you, that had a fair bit to do. And look, Brandon, where, where was he? There. Effort, where was the little man? The effort was good from victory. They S- were tactically S- outplayed. I mean victory. <laughs> <laughs> You've it, lost we, it tonight. We've, we've broken him. He's delirious. <laughs> they, they were just beaten on the night. By a team that was extremely well set up. More that's got intense, a lot of cla-
3: oh. better tactically, and there to play. There are the three things. And by the way, none of them were signing books after their warm up
1: nine eleven sixteen gives a call on the uh, Taylor Swift hotline tonight. Haters going to hate, hate, hate. Dave in Good <laughs> G'day, Dave. Hi, guys. How are you going? So what do you I'm think of a- tonight's game?
6: Well, look, you know, I'm an ex-State um, League player. i played in the National League. Uh, What's your surname, before? Dave. Uh, Rigby.
3: Okay. Who did you play for? Uh, You're not the Muralbach um, Rigby, are you?
6: That's the one.
3: Okay. And, that, that was a
6: I while ago, Dave. Adelaide City and all that sort of so stuff. Did you, so
3: you, you actually played in that first year of the NSL, is that right? Uh, correct. And, you, uh, and there was one famous game where Adelaide City came down here and beat you 10-3. Yeah, I
6: did, I actually, I didn't play in that game. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, didn't play, they weren't playing me enough, all right? I did, Dave. Mate, we should have a show with you. Yeah. And, and I was uh, runner-up in a Rothman's medal to Jim Sanzy. Yep. So, anyway, that's irrelevant. Oh, no, not, um, not to us.
7: Yeah.
6: I watched the game tonight, and, um, you know, not being funny, it's like in the Premier League in England. All these superstars are getting paid X amount of dollars. Timmy Cahill tonight, that other guy who's just been on was correct. Did nothing. Mm. Seriously. And signing books and doing this and swapping bloody shirts... I mean, really.
3: Uh, now, Dave, you've played at a high level, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that that costs City the game, but it does set the tone, don't you think?
6: Yeah, well, it does. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm a, a City supporter, to be quite honest. Um, I've been to a few of the games. Um, and, I, you know, tonight was just... I, they, they just didn't look like the same City that played last week. Yep.
3: No, it was, it there, was a, few, there was intensity, also, I think. Also, a few times where, you know, Breton. Of course, playing against his former teammates, you know, tripped over Broysh, picking him up, had a bit of a smile, a bit of a chat. You know, you're there to play. Have your smiles and chats later. You know, I just felt that the intensity that they've brought at different times this year it wasn't there tonight. And I think that's something they've they've got to learn for sure.
6: But do you think that the other guys are intimidated by the fact that Timmy's there?
3: No. Uh, The other City guys?
6: Yeah. Yeah, I think that,
3: you know, Warren thinks I'm joking when I when I say this, but I think they all look to Timmy, and whatever whatever vibe he's giving off, they feed off that. Now, I think in the second half, and again, I was in the car, I was listening to the call uh, with Francis and uh, Alan Hunter, and it seemed like in the second half, at the start of the second half, Timmy came on and started pressing more, started putting some tackles in, and a few other boys followed lead. I mean... That's what Timmy brings. He's not going to be dominating games, but he's certainly going to get the vibe out with all the rest of the players in his team. And maybe that was what yeah, was, well, was missing tonight.
2: You, I, th- I think you, once he, they saw a bit of blood on Timmy after the header, and, and even before that, there was a couple of mm. balls into the box that he was very competitive and they were looking dangerous. They, they got a bit of a... Are snapping their shorts again? Yep, seriously.
7: <laughs> yep.
6: Well, but getting back to Timmy again, once again, is it is it like they get intimidated on the field? But you know, is the whole thing about Timmy?
3: That, that's a danger, isn't it, Dave? It's it's a danger. It can become that. Uh, that could be a good thing, you know, like we saw against uh, victory in the first derby. Uh, you, you even saw that a little bit in the FFA Cup uh, semi-final. But it can go the other way, uh, and unfortunately, you know. We might be a bit tough on Timmy talking about the fact that he's signing books. He's always done that. Uh, but on the, when, when the performance, you know, when they lose like they did tonight, uh, people are going to scrutinise every aspect of it. No, and you no, wonder whether right. something well, like that's, that's led to it.
6: That's why I'm ringing up. You know, it's one of those things that you just watch and then all of a sudden you go, hey, hang about. You know, you, you, you're looking at the fact that um, it's Timmy Cahill. It, it's all about Timmy Cahill. You know what I mean? It, yeah. He,
3: Anyway, it, 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 yeah, it, it could backfire, mate, but at the moment, let, let's, I think it's been a positive anyway. It, they got probably five or six more thousand people at the game tonight because of Timmy. So on you, Dave. Thanks for your call there, Dave. Really appreciate it.
1: Uh, and, and very nice to hear from uh, an ex-NSL player and one of the uh, pioneers of
3: the game. Oh, I love the first year of 78 there, Muralbach. I think they only played for one year in the NSL. Thanks for your call
1: there, Dave. Yeah. Hey, um, Look, just before, i am just read a text message here. It's time the defenders get the accolades. Hingot, De Vere, and Brown were yeah. outstanding night. Very enjoyable game to watch. And on that note, it's time for Vinny's Vinny's Best on Ground. Now give me a beat. Come on, so Vinny's Best on Ground. With thanks to Best on Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts for over 26 years. Check them out at beston.net.au. Or call 1300-BEST-ON uh, and uh, check them out. Even if you want to work there, uh, give them a call 1300-BEST-ON. Who's best on ground tonight, Vinny?
2: Well, you know, it's Fornaroli City, and without uh, Fornaroli, there ain't no city. And given <laughs> that uh, Devere did the job on him and uh, kept him tight and, and frustrated and, and close, I am going to give it to a defender, damn it.
1: Good on you, Vinny. i give it to Devere. No, I'm totally supportive of that. It's the defenders that don't... Uh, they don't get the votes Absolutely, often. It's normally midfielders or the guys who score. So that's uh, Vinny's best on ground with thanks to best on plumbing. Carlos, you got something to read there? Absolutely. Uh, from
3: Braden May on the Twitter. Um, of course, uh, follow the 4Diogos at 4Diogos. Uh, all for him giving back to the fans. He's talking about Timmy here. But 10 minutes prior to the game, maybe Timmy needs to rethink that one. That's oh, all I'm saying. Lord. That's all I'm saying. Let's say it costs City mean, the game. Just but ridiculous. But it, it, it's a vibe ridiculous. he gives off, Warren. That's all.
1: 942 Give us a call tonight. Uh, it's your hotline. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We're giving away two books tonight. Uh, Ange Postacoglu's Changed the Game with thanks to Football Federation Victoria's Community and Business. This is the Four Diegos final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football.
7: That's what people say. Mm-mm,
0: but I keep Can't stop, won't stop. Ooh. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos.
7: And my yes.
0: It's
1: time to shake it off. There you go. Don't you love Taylor Swift? It is the Taylor Swift hotline on <laughs> nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Haters gonna hate, hate, hate. Warren. Uh, and,
4: and what I need to say is that city fans who ring up and are all gloom and doom, we've got to break that cycle of. Being gloomy when we lose. We're not losing like we used to lose. We're losing with Noble losses. No. No, no. You, you would have caught a goal. There's no such thing as a noble loss. Yes, glorious there is, failure. Warren,
2: there is a noble loss.
3: Glorious failure?
4: No, there's in this instance, I'm not accepting glorious failure. <laughs> but they're failing in a way that's not as demoralizing as how they've previously failed. And we've just got to accept that tonight. Two good teams played. Melbourne City, I think, were 10% off their best. 10%? 10%. No shot at goal. No, 10%. They didn't didn't hit the target
3: once.
4: 10%. It's inflammatory again. You're just carrying on like a shock jock, you know. It's inflammatory. (laughs) About 10%. And Brisbane played at or about their potential and won the game. 1-0. Now, Melbourne City sit three wins, two losses, They'll be in third place after after the weekend. They play Newcastle next week. Yes, do they
1: need to get more consistent? Absolutely.
4: It's
3: crisis if they lose against Newcastle next week, though, isn't it?
1: Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us it's a crisis. crisis. No, On it won't the... happen.
4: They won't lose next week. I won't come in if they lose next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On the Taylor Swift hotline, and uh... <laughs> then you're Swift just hotline.
2: as bad as the people you're, you're criticizing. That was Is a that joke, sort of Vinny? It was a joke. It's, I'll it's, be it's here. Hard, it's hard to know with you. Boy. I'll be it's here tonight.
1: Now we've had we've had some great. Uh, you know, great suggestions on the hotline. We've yeah. got, uh, you know, um, Chris, mm, City, what a soft underbelly hotline. Yep. Oh, that's um, original. <laughs> box of tissues talkback. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> tonight. That's actually John in Port Melbourne, one of yours. Oh, your great, John, great I love day. John. Good on him. <laughs> yeah, so um, get it, just send us through. What do you think the hotline should be? We're having a little bit of trouble, but Christy, yeah. Yeah. who came up with the Taylor Swift hotline, mm. yep. is actually on the line. G'day, Christy, and welcome to the show.
7: Good evening, boys. How are
1: we going? Oh, we're well. Very nice to have you along. Uh, That was you, wasn't it, that uh, branded the hotline the Taylor Swift hotline?
7: It was, and I don't like it when you pick on Warren. We've only lost two games for the season. It's still early, and it's not all about Tim Cale. He brings everyone to the game, and he's helped the city... get more fans and everything else. But It's about time. It's a team effort. It's not a one-person effort. Just get off their backs and we'll be shaking them off next week. Yeah,
4: you know what, Christy? Thanks very much for um, coming on and supporting me. It's appreciated. But and, and you're right. I mean, in the end, you and I both know the direction City are heading. I mean, Rodrigo sits on the fence, <laughs> Carlos is naive, and Vinny's a Melbourne Victory fan. So, really, that's all we've got to summarise it as. And, look, you're right, we'll be back in... I don't care if Tim Cale comes out on the ground reading his book (laughs) as long as as he's putting in the performance. And there's another thing that I need to say to all of you, and and Christy will agree with me because she obviously knows the game far better than what you do, Carlos. (laughs) Melbourne City have failed to get real continuity in terms of personnel from that Melbourne victory game, which was clearly their best game. You're just missing Colazzo. No, no, no. Who else? who else well the other thing i'd say is i think john van skip's got to make a, a firm decision he can't he can't oscillate between a back 3 and a back 4 he went back 4 against melbourne victory in the ffa
3: cup good performance he destroyed victory in the derby doing With a that. back 3 but no, then went to a back 4 well you've, it's 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 a fluid it's fluid back 3 back 4 that's how they're playing yeah well and when it works it works beautifully when they don't keep ball possession of the ball properly in the middle of the park, that's when they get caught out a little bit. And only lost 1-0 tonight too, so, by the way. And, and Christy, thanks
4: for thanks for um, ringing. And can you do me a favour? Just do me uh, one favour. Next Thursday night, we're on again, you know, from 10 till 12 after Melbourne City play Newcastle. And you know we'll win. I know we'll win. <laughs> can you ring up and, and bag, pretty much just <laughs> bag Carlos for me?
7: I can. And just before I hop off the um, Taylor Swift line, um, I will say that the boys have taken a, a leaf out of Tim Cahill's book because I have a girlfriend that's up there that's a city supporter living in Queensland, and the boys have gone around and started signing um, merchandises up there as well. Very good, and now, that's ch- good for what, the
3: game. Let, let's not go into the type of merchandising they're, si- they're <laughs> signing there, Christy, but it's good that they're involving themselves with the fans uh, in the other states. Now, Christy, just quickly, you sound pretty young. Have you been a Heart City fan? Uh, since it started or you just got on board just recently
7: no no I've been a Heart City fan and I'm also a Manchester City fan so wow oh, you're, you're a yeah. com-
1: company company woman you're not the complete <laughs> package
4: if you're Barry for Man- <laughs> Manchester you- City but very
1: close to it Chris. Wa- Warren nearly proposed to you Jeez. <laughs> Warren nearly lost his only friend
3: <laughs> on you Christy thanks for the call mate
1: <laughs> thanks for your call and stay listening because you're in the running to win uh, Ange Postacoglu's book tonight change the game with thanks was that inappropriate not at all no not at all.
2: Can I just say this right? Like I, I don't particular like I think Timmy signing a book pregame is not in getting in the headspace where you need to be. And it could potentially send the wrong message or annoy people. You know, if you're doing your little grid sprint warm ups and he's just signing oh, a book. He wasn't casually, doing
4: that. Chillax, right? Chillax. <laughs> but you're saying they were doing wind sprints. But what I'm saying, well, my, my my concern <laughs>
2: is not so much with Tim, because I think Tim I liked his positioning for the whole game today, and I thought that he was potentially a, a danger. And partic- and in the second half, he was even better. But it's, it's where the other people went to. I don't know where Bratton went to. I don't know what happened to Kamau. I don't know why, where Brandan was. And they that, had poor but, games, Vinny. It is possible. But, Bratton but, but, but no team can afford to have three guns no, having Bratton disappearing.
3: Vinny, Bratton couldn't deal with the fact he was going back home to play. He was being booed by his own fans, and he was getting a fight with... Brown. Uh, Corey Brown, most His of the time, mate. and he whenever he tripped off, tripped uh, Roy. She'd pick him up and have a bit of a smile. He probably wasn't as focused. They, yeah. All they needed to be is a couple of percent off, because Brisbane Roar was set. And by the way, every team's got to be set, them, setting themselves for a uh, for a Melbourne City game. So I can't believe it's you've, be you've a made final... this about books. I'm, I've not I'm not mentioned... making about books.
1: I'm he not... has. Just off the text message, Theo and Glenn Waverly, calm down, amigos. It's not as if Tim gathered the kids around and took a <laughs> clinic tonight. That's you know fair. What?
3: He
4: couldn't get the numbers. You know, Chris, you've, you've made this a book signing controversy, <laughs> really. You've made it about that. You know what it's I want Bookgate.
3: to see? You know what I want to see? <laughs> I want to see Timmy read the book while he's taking the penalty. <laughs> sitting with the kids sitting down in Absolutely. front of Absolutely. Know. Or, or rising time. above everyone else at a corner with book in hand <laughs> and nodding it into the top corner.
1: Chris, on uh, the text message on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen, why don't you send us a text message tonight? Timmy the librarian, silent and deadly in front of goal, but boy, can he sign a book. There you go.
2: yeah I want Timmy to have a snap in his shorts on a book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, there, Vinny. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We're gonna, we're still calling it the Taylor Swift hotline. Haters gonna hate hate hate. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. City fans, give us a call tonight. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Joe from Dingley. City clearly not good enough unless they get a controversial decision to go their way. They're going nowhere fast. What a shame. Not. Not. Joe in Dingley. There you go. Oh, okay. um, Suki yep. Central, Stephen Doreen. Suki <laughs> Central. That's
4: that's actually pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> Give him that.
1: nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Let's talk, well, you know, obviously, um, what about Brisbane? What about some of the mind games before the game? Mm. Um, with uh, John Aloisi, obviously, com- coming out in the press and saying that uh, Bruno Fornaroli actually holds his defenders yeah. and referees should be looking at that. And the, the first tackle that of the match in... in um, in city's half was uh, it was Jade North. Yeah, it was Jade North, and he he very very quickly pointed to the yeah. holding to the referee. So it's clearly you, you, my mental disintegration. And colour. you
3: can you can influence the referee and intimidate referees in the media beforehand and carry it on with the players on the field. Uh, but I thought I thought Brisbane did a wonderful job on Bruno Fornaroli, uh, and I said this a bit earlier. Uh, you're really cutting that channel. Of that pass, make it really difficult for the ball coming from behind where they're looking for his feet and they really weren't allowing, they weren't giving him that channel to get that ball easily. And because they were making it so difficult for them to pass that ball through the lines to Fornaroli's for feet, um, it actually allowed Devere to almost knock him off his centre of gravity at different times. Because Fornaroli wants to receive the ball and then hold his ground. He was isolated and, tonight. And, and, and roll off the defender. He's been isolated for... 12 months playing for City, but he deals with a defender who's really close to him and rolls off him, but that's when he's set and he's balanced. If a defender actually starts knocking him off that centre of gravity, before before the ball comes to him, it's a bit more difficult, and Luke Devere did it wonderfully well tonight, and at different times, Bruno could have still, I mean, he still got through Mm. That's how good a player he is. Um, So I thought the way they they put a lot of work into that, uh, but two or three of them had had, had to do a lot of work there, but That's where another option... I mean, Kamau was really quiet tonight. I thought Corey Brown and Hingott, the fullbacks, got to the diagonal ball, those 50, 60-meter diagonal balls from Bratton that hit the wingers, you know, Kamau and uh, Brandan. Uh, I thought the fullbacks got to that really quickly and defended really well one-on-one. So, look, it was no question Brisbane Roar won the game through excellent defence tonight and you know, deadly marksmanship when they got that one chance. Uh, and But that's how they won it. It was very interesting the way Bratton, in his post-game interview, came out and said, uh, that's not the Brisbane Roar yeah. I know. Yeah, they don't you know, play like I remember No, them. that's right. So it was, it was a bit of a backhander, a bit of a veiled swipe at them. Uh, but if that's how you're going to win games, it's worth three points, just... Uh, three points, playing well, playing free-flowing football, or defence—still the same three points—and uh, all, you know, all credit to them. I think it's time for a football audit.
0: Come on, Warren's football tax audit.
4: Yes, um, tonight's audit with is thanks is to it, oh, with talk. with thanks to Tax Talk, and can I say maybe what I'm going to say tonight has a direct sort of tax implication? There's two audits that I'm going to make tonight. The first one, I'm going to audit players who swap their shirts. <laughs> They've actually got to know how much those shirts cost. You know, in terms of clubs trying to, make, trying to make a dollar, they should just be the man who collects the shirts, washes 11 shirts at the end of the game and should rock up next week with 11 shirts. So players who swap shirts, gay abandonly, you know, they just hand them out to each other. I'm auditing any player, and that's Tim. He wouldn't swap so, so a book.
1: <laughs>
4: no, he wouldn't swap a no, book for nothing. He a
3: shirt and a book
1: was complimentary with it too. Yep. Yeah, so that's my first order. Well, many people don't know, but we swap our sh- shirts after every show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's it's, right. It's got, it's got to stop. I'm wearing yeah. one of yours tonight. Yeah, it's got to stop. Oh, remember that the, the, the egg stain's still. Out. You know
4: how it used to work, where like the oranges, mm. one person was responsible for washing the shirts. After You know, the mum got the 13 or 14 shirts, washed them. Yep. If they were giving them away, we wouldn't have any shirts. So that's they the first give one. They them
3: for free anyway, Warren, I don't care sponsors.
4: But that's the problem in today's society. It costs <laughs> somebody something. <laughs> so so that's my audit. Problem this now. is Thank what you you've much. become. <laughs> no, I've got another one. Oh, no. Well, well yeah, this is it another audit. And it's, it's another thing where there's a gross largesse going around in the game. And that is referees audit the free kick spot like they ordered it within <laughs> a cent you know like it's got to be there and they wheel back and they've got the foam out but with throw-ins they allow players to just take space they just let them run down the sideline and throw it 10 15 20 meters away from where the mark is audit the throw-in just <laughs> like you audit the free kick so Has two that audits to the game tonight <laughs> Thanks to Tax Talk.
1: That's my <laughs> audit. Yeah, give them a call on 1300 366 639. Dom and the team there at Tax Talk will look after all of your tax needs. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diegos on a night when Brisbane Roar defeated Melbourne City 1-0 at Suncorp Stadium. This is the Four Diegos final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Let's
0: go! On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. Thanks for joining us for the final whistle here on a Friday night. Brisbane
1: Roar defeated Melbourne City 1-0. Jamie McLaren scored in the 11th minute. Suncorp Stadium was the venue and a very good crowd indeed of uh, 20,198 people saw their team uh, defeat uh, Melbourne City. Thanks for your talk back tonight. Uh, please keep them coming. We're on for another hour after 11 o'clock. 942 16
3: And just hot off the Twitter, uh, Liam Reby. Uh, more roaring was JVS using a Salarian 10 minutes before the kickoff. Can't blame <laughs> Tim for 13 corners being delivered terribly into him. True. And it's true. Very true. He said peace stuff today. And that's where I thought Bratton was awful tonight with his uh, corners. And uh, a few others uh, were delivering them well. Um, Can I ask you a question, Carlos? Yes, Rodgers. After Monday... I ask you a question. Hmm. Bratton or Moy? Oh, well, right. Now, <laughs> good question. Good. No, at their best. You <laughs> yeah. don't go week oh. by week. You don't go week by week. <laughs> yes, right? you do. Yeah, okay. That's the whole point, isn't I, it? i still go for Moy because Moy's doing the business over at Huddersfield and Bratton couldn't <laughs> do it over there. Well, actually. But uh, if Bratton was over there and doing, doing some, you know, I think they'd be quite, Quite similar,
1: yeah. Uh, fair enough. I'm not a football expert. This is off the text. Well, I'm not either. But uh, just off the text message. But I love listening to radio coverage. I reckon Aaron Moy stays at City. They would be the irresistible force. That's Vince King in Cooktown, Queensland. Yeah. Hey, nice, thanks for the text nice message, there, to Vince. Down, actually, And Absolutely. thanks for
4: listening, Vince. It'd be bloody hot up there.
1: Yeah. I- Christie's on fire. Just She just spoke to Melbourne City. This is off the text message. And the next game, the whole team coming out eating wheat bix before the game. LOL. <laughs> there you go. See, there's a sense of humour there by she Christie. She's talking to me. Not you. Well, she, well, she's she's not gone into her shell. No. Oh, I have. City were that bad tonight. This is off the text message as well. I thought about changing the channel to South Africa, smashing the Aussies <laughs> in the cricket. JVS has no plan B. Oh,
3: that's just absolute overreaction. You know, there's they two- played poorly the team. There's that's- two attitudes to this whole plan A, plan B. Um, this type of football that City play at their best can beat anyone. But they've got to come with intensity. They've got to be able to make sure they force turnovers in the opposition half. And they didn't do a lot of that tonight. So, you know, for me, Brisbane would just set up beautifully. They're a tough team to beat up there. As I said earlier, they've lost once in 16 games up, uh, up there in Brisbane. And, you know, John Aloisi is an angry man. He, he, like I tell you, he must be just, dem- he just must demand the best out of those guys every time they go out. They've won three in a row now, and they started off poorly at the start of the year. So I reckon they're soul-searching there in the first couple of weeks of the season. They're going to be up there, Brisbane, a very, very competitive team. Can I just say, uh, Jamie McLaren is great to watch. I
2: think, um, and he, he fills me with hope and joy for the Socceroos, knowing that Ange has picked him to go. And, and today, apart from scoring, he was dangerous and plucky. Oh,
3: his runs are un- like mm. his diagonal runs, especially when they broke quickly from their half, and there was only you know, you know, uh, City were out of, you know out of position, and there might been two yep. or three defenders there. His decoy runs uh, to open up gaps for his other teammates were really intelligent. I think that's the benefit of him mm. playing under someone like Aloisi. I've got a question for Warren if I could. Oh, of course, yes. Yes, you may.
1: I'm
4: sure.
3: Warren, be goalkeeping one. question. Yep, Buzanis, I think has been declared by John Van Skib as the number one officially now. Yes, are you surprised at that? Yeah, I am.
4: I am because it seems to me that if you take away the so-called thing about distribution from Bazanus, particularly, and credit to him, he's got great distribution on Didn't both sides well of the body. Though. Yeah, I don't necessarily understand why, if if I think Sorensen's probably got more experience. Probably, maybe as a shot stopper, just as good, if not better. Don't really understand why. But particularly, I think I find it interesting on the fact that Sorensen plays the first game. So when they both fit and picked, Sorensen plays. After
3: a long preseason.
4: After a long preseason, practice games, played in the FFA Cup leading games, and then gets sent off, really through no fault of his own, Doing a really for the poor team. back pass. Took one for the team. Took one for the team fouled outside the box so that and yeah it's very it's very strange and the funny thing is Do you think they've had words? Well I would think that Sorensen wouldn't be happy but I mean he's getting paid and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd be
3: happy with that. <laughs> but <laughs> but Burzenis is I don't has think not we've been, heard the last of that. But <laughs> Bzenitz has not been absolutely clean no. in every game. I mean and he hasn't he's been filled good. you with no absolute security. So it's surprising me that like you said, after a long – when they both did the preseason together, he started with Sorensen. And Sorensen was okay. He was good, except for the, the mistake he made with the red card. And since then, Buzanich has come in and done okay, but he's certainly not been, you know, a faultless no. at all. So I'm just surprised that, because uh, I, I heard somewhere that uh, Van Skip's almost declared him as number one. Well, there. no, I heard
1: that today too, Carlos. So, um, in fact, what I heard is he has. Yeah. You know, not almost, but mm. I, I'd heard that he had. Hey, uh, we like to uh, nominate a young gun. It's now time for Carlos's Young Gun. I
0: know you're going to dig this. Red alert, red alert. Let's go.
1: Carlos's Young Gun. With thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. It starts in 2017. And if you're a young gun and you want to go to a school that provides a fantastic football program, check them out. Uh, more details, 9409 That's the Northern Football Academy.
3: My young gun tonight is a son of a gun. And I know we had Dave Rigby, the ex-Milberbuck NSL player, on earlier. uh, And I love these guys. The son of Rod Brown, who played for Brisbane Strikers and a host of teams in the old NSL, scored goals for fun at that level. His son, Corey Brown, left back tonight for Brisbane Raw. He's he's improved so much. Shane Stefanudo, uh, the captain of uh, Raw last year, has obviously retired now. This spot's his own. And I reckon he's, got, he's a kid that's going to go very, very far in the game. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets Sexy selected for the Socceroos at some stage, but he's just another left back. And we're starting to be awash with left backs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he was terrific tonight, Corey Excellent.
1: Brown. I liked him. There you go, Corey Brown, the uh, Northern Football Academy's young gun. Um, Boy, uh, we've got a t- um, M in Doncaster's jumped on the... Uh, let's, uh, let's work out a, a name for the hotline. The Pauline Hanson Please Explain hotline. <laughs> M in Doncaster. She actually came up with another one as well. Warren, Defensive Diego City. The legends in their own university training centre. M, Doncaster. Hey, there you go. Melbourne City
3: were All defeated. All I hear is silence from Warren. Yeah. Oh, no.
4: Th- thanks for the contribution, M. I'd have to say it's great that we're getting, you know, a diversity of callers. And M's just one of those
1: diversity. Hey, uh, Melbourne City were defeated by Brisbane Raw tonight, 1-0. Jamie McLaren scoring for Brisbane in the 11th minute. Suncorp Stadium was the venue, 20,198. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
0: On 1-16 SEM, the Four Diegos. They come the Raw. Broy splits it open, looking here, an opportunity for Orr. He rounds the keeper, and it's slotted home by McCurran. Opening goal for Brisbane Raw. That had hint of Barcelona about it. They sliced and diced the Melbourne City defence, and they're one goal to the good early on here.
1: And that's how it stayed for the rest of the night. Uh, Brisbane Roar defeated uh, Melbourne City 1-0 thanks to Francis Leach uh, and uh, SEN calling uh, A-League home and away uh, for Melbourne City and Melbourne victory, which is fantastic. Jamie McLaren scored in the 11th minute at Suncorp Stadium. Great crowd of 20,198 people. This is the final whistle. Give us a call tonight, 9429 1116. We've had a plethora of uh, topics or um, or suggestions for what we should call the, uh, <laughs> the line, the hotline tonight. But... Um, Taylor Swift kind of won out in the end because we, we like that. And Warren, you've got something to say. I can just. Yeah, can no, just see.
4: Francis does a great job, and I thought the call was great tonight, but hints of Barcelona?
3: come on. I mean. <laughs> we could have gone Brizolona.
4: No, no, but I mean, we know that <laughs> back in the Ange days, they played, you know, the Australian equivalent of Barcelona type football, but not tonight. I mean, they. No, the he, goal they was. It the goal. The
3: goal being that. Okay. Now I still wouldn't describe it as that, but he's a commentator. He's well, he he talks about what he sees, Warren. It was a beautifully he constructed a goal. Picture. He paints a picture. He paints the picture. We do on radio. You paint <laughs> a picture for people. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. What sort
4: of picture have we painted tonight so far, Carlos?
3: <laughs> yeah, Can it's you one tell of those me primary school drawings. Those kindergarten drawings. Stick I've, figure. I've, I've, I've got a question for you, Warren. Oh, yes, yes. Do you let McLaren, me answer it? Or have you got the answer, yourself? Jamie McLaren? <laughs> do you think that? Ange Postacoglu, he's almost rushed him. He wasn't actually in the original thirty-man squad. Scored forever. No, he thought he sort of only scored last weekend. He played okay the weekend before. He's got t- two games in a row. Do you think it's an Ange Postacoglu project to get him up and running as a bona fide next-generation goal scorer who's going to score goals at an international level? And he's almost, he's almost, you know, willing this to happen with making him earn his spot, but at the same time giving him every opportunity. You know, Timmy not playing, uh, uh, Giannu being dropped. He's almost opened the the spot for him to keep on giving him as much game time as possible because we don't have that, you know, goal every three-game type of striker that's not Tim Cale. No, I
4: think he's played 68 A-League games for 33 goals, so he's almost going... At a goal every two games, which is even, good. even
3: Tommy Urich, I know people are going to say, "Well, Tommy Urich, he's, he's not a ba- he's not on a bad run right now, but he doesn't doesn't Look, seem to be as prolific as Jamie McLaren in numbers." Of course, he's playing in Holland. I understand. Sorry, in Switzerland, I understand that, and I know he's been playing overseas. But even when Tommy was playing in the A League, wasn't scoring at that rate. Well,
4: Jamie got his um, Jamie McLaren got his debut against England in the in the last cycle of friendlies. Look, I think. For me, and I, I might be wrong in making comparison. Jamie McLaren sits right on the defensive line, like he's always playing almost half offside or just on the line, and likes to make those diagonal, longs, diagonal, you know, lines and and angles and runs, similar to Berisha in terms of trying to get in and around and behind defenders. And I think that's the type of guy that you could see Ange playing with the creativity of. You know, Moy and Tommy Rogic and Massimo Lalongo in the middle of the field, guys that are making those lines. So I think he's got good pace. I don't know. I think he's more deadly on his right side. I don't know whether he's both sides, but Tommy Urich isn't. Does he
3: need to go overseas to score goals to make that next step? Or can he go from A-League straight to the Socceroos and score goals internationally? Well,
4: I think the the thing for Jamie McLaren is that he had a, a bit of a checkered career at Perth and and moved to Brisbane after having a half a season at Perth where he looked like he'd come through. But he was always sort of on the bench at Perth because, you know, they had, they had other strike Yeah, So I think, yes, the progression would be overseas, but I think he's probably made a good decision to stay with Brisbane for another year because really it was the signing and John Aloisi coming in as coach that really led to him going in soccer. And I think normally Ange picks players when they're in form. He's almost picked an out-of-form that, player and made I, him in-form. That's what
3: I'm saying. Like, he's, almost, you know, he's almost a chosen one. I remember when Vinnie, Grella, when Vinnie spent that time at Blackburn Rovers in England, and he didn't play much, but he was telling me about a young Australian boy who was in the, sort of, the youth team, training with the first-team squad, and he was talking about this guy, McLaren. And I, we, I sort of knew about him because, you know, you see the Aussies of broad information all the time. But you didn't know, because he wasn't playing regular first-team football, you didn't know how good he was. Vinnie Gralla was saying, mark my words, this kid is a real deal. He just needs the opportunity. Next thing you knew, he's back in Australia, playing at Perth, off the bench, you know, scoring off the bench, but not getting much of a go, like you said. And he just seemed to have blossomed under Aloisi. But I'm just wondering, for him to be a bona fide striker, for the Socceroos at a World Cup one day, does he need to be scoring goals in a, you know, Holland or Belgium or you know, you know, let's let's dream Italy or Spain mm. or something like that? Clearly,
4: Adarange, no, he just has to be scoring goals. But I think natural progression would have him going over because he's got. Good pace, good skill, finish as well. So he's got the tools.
2: I think uh, Angie likes uh, fast-paced plays in the squad. I think that if you know he wants to have a an array of of, of guns everywhere, so that fast-breaking football and McLaren fits that that game plan suit- suitably. And I think that giving him game time is good for his development. It's a bit like he took Taggart over. Taggart had a really good A-League season and he took him to a World Cup, but unfortunately. Didn't Fell away, yeah. Well, he didn't get any... He got a, got a look in at the game against
3: Spain, I think. Yeah, yeah, but, but when, when he went to club football... Yeah, over, he, he uh, went uh, off you know, the radar. And, yeah, just went off the radar. And I'm just wondering, because Taggart's got to rebuild his career mm. again. And I know he's injured at the moment, so he's not playing very much there at Perth. But, uh, I, you know, it's interesting because you'd think that if Leckie and Cruz are fit and raring to go, they're going to be playing regularly up, I, in a, up in that forward half. Mm. Tommy Yurich seems to be the big man they're using, a la that type of role. Uh, maybe they're looking for a mix of someone else who can come in. I think they've used Nathan Burns yep. at times as that more mobile, quick player. But similar, Nathan, very similar but Nathan to... Burns is not taking his chances at the moment. I'm just wondering whether he's either sending a message to Burns and Giannu mm that you need to pick up because I've got this other kid who's going to come and put a bit of pressure on you. Maybe it's this way of building a bit of depth. But um, I I just would love to see a soccer striker who is just deadly. Just one of those guys that scores once need, every Carl, three I've, games. I've, we I've, don't have one of those that's what we guys. we need. Yeah.
2: Of all the guys you mentioned there, I think... Nathan Burns has got the most pedigree and the most international experience. And as you say, I, I think he's been getting into really good positions. He, they just haven't been converted into goals. But, but I, he's
3: never scored a lot of goals. He's, yeah. he's never one of these guys that scores, you know, top of the goal scoring charts. He's mm. He's been there and abouts. He gets his goal. It's like Cruz and Leckie. They've never scored a lot of goals. Um, you know, where are where, you know, as... In a way that Borussia scores goals, and the way that McLaren last year and Fornaroli scores goals, of course these guys do score goals, and they have had a history of scoring goals at different times. Not so much Lecky, but Cruz uh, went, you know, especially when he's here at Victory and with Brisbane Raw. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one because we've got to find, and I think that would be a legacy that if Ange left, you know, behind a young Australian guy who's scoring goals at an international level. In the Socceroos, I think that would be a fantastic legacy for him to leave.
2: But I think, I think what's more interesting, what I like more about what, what's going on here is you may not find the, the one guy that always s- scores goals, but you want to rely on several... You want to know that you've got anyone can score goals. And I think at the moment, with the Socceroos, uh, that's, what's, that's what's brewing. I think we, we don't have one prolific prong, apart from Super Tim, who scores them regularly we've got other players who can score at any given time. And I think that, that's sort of danger. I like that more because it means the opposition have got more to think about. You can't just you know, tap up one player. But, Look, but
3: they're not scoring as many goals over here. That's the problem. Uh, no, they're not
4: always, you're always looking to find the downside of any upside. No, I'm always
3: <laughs> looking to get better. You know, uh, we're
1: getting goals. I mean, we want we an Asian Cup because I was thinking, we, we were talking about this when Ange well, took over, basically, you know, where are we going to find the next goals? But, you know, in in the interim, we've won an Asian Cup, you know, Luongo scores, um, you know, we've got Urich scores, uh, you know, Traezy I mean, scored I mean, look, when he was playing. In very, um,
4: in very few instances, the but, national teams around the world are always, the best ones have got that, you know, golden age striker, the guy that comes along that can score goals, yet There's less goals in international football when you look at the pointy end of World Cups because it really comes from quality teams finding different ways to score. Mm. And I think Ange is looking to find different ways to score. And Urich or McLaren or whatever, we're still searching, I think, for that guy that's going to be that one in every three. He's going to score once every three games. I think at the moment it's just a matter of trying to find what the best model is to qualify and then move on from there.
2: Yeah, I don't think we can find the guy who's going to score that often. I, I don't think that's, that's what we can hope for. Well, I don't think that, the chosen well, one exists we can hope like for yeah,
3: that but, anymore. But Ange is clearly talking about this side having to go to the next level now. The way Japan played against us in that more recent World Cup qualifier, you've never seen a Japan side sit, sit back, back like that and we have to break them down. The Greece team before that, when they came and beat us at Etihad, same thing, they sat back, uh, they made it really difficult for us, we couldn't break them down. Ange now is recognising that they now have to go to the next level. And he's talking about finding goals across a number of players. Your your Cruz, your Luongos, your Rogiches, these sort of players. Now, uh, Leckie, but, but Leckie doesn't score a lot of goals in his club football anyway, so... I'm not sure he's going to be prolific, but Rogic does. Yep. He scores quite regularly for Celtic, and, but uh, not and for the look, Socceroos. Yeah, well, I know, but that's that's okay yet, because that mean... that could be. I mean, Vujkovic didn't score a lot with the Socceroos, mm. for example. That could be all game style and just getting used to things. It's international football, too. Yeah, it's isn't very it? different. But you know, if we again, if we can break through to this next level, and I think it's a big challenge for Ange, where we can start breaking good teams down who are trying to defend in their own half against us. That's when we can go on to that next level. And, uh, and I really hope that these players... I think this team has improved under Ange over Definitely. time. Now he's going to have to get individuals to improve and score goals. Uh, if, even if it's across a number of different players. I don't care. It's just one of these things about us scoring two and three goals when we're dominating teams. That'll be interesting to see whether we can do it. But Love. that's
2: where... Sorry. But that's where I think McLaren's pace is very important to the Socceroos. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah,
3: but, but again... There's better players than McLaren who, can't, who's not, who aren't scoring goals in a national team. Your Leckies, you Cruises of this world. So is that... Well, Leckie, as I said, Leckie doesn't score a lot of goals at club level anyway. Cruz hasn't had a lot of opportunities to do that. He scored a lot, a lot more goals at Melbourne Victory and, and Brisbane Raw, but he hasn't necessarily done it in his club football for a while. So are we trying to make players who don't score a lot in club football regular goal scorers at national team because Rogic is the only one and Tommy Urich would be the other one. How, how would he play McLaren for, uh, as an oh, out-and-out be, striker? He would be an out-and-out striker. Yep. He would change things up. I think Tommy Juric is cementing that centre-forward yeah, role yep. himself, he's right? He's doing well. The big guy, he's got those Viduca qualities, and I think he'll just develop and develop into a really good place. He's still quite young. But just to change things up, I think uh, to go with a player who's better running onto the ball, and that's where McLaren comes to it, Eurich is much better with his back-to-goals and, you know, muscling, bringing other people in the game. McLaren's more probably you throw on when you're under the pump a bit and suddenly you're to, you have to break quickly and he's better to run onto things.
4: Can I ask um, – this is – I'm flagging this as a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, Just even to it. the ridicule of probably Carlos.
3: If Barisha could play for Australia, would he, would he be picked – That's a really good, you know, you you preempt what I say about you. That's a good question because I was going to ask another question of you. uh, (laughs) Along those lines, um, Issa Issa from uh, Adelaide has just announced that he wants to become a citizen. And he's 29 years of age. And he's talking about hopefully one day being identified by Ange Postacoglu as a player that could play for the Socceroos. Now, would you go and pick an Issa at twenty nine but then he uh, he's if, a good
4: player he, but he <laughs> falls yeah, but I mean, into it,
3: the category of where where on the park would he play? And you're gonna well, say Moy position. Rogic. Well that's that's the thing. Do you go do you start now sacrificing Moy, Luongo, Rogic, um Milligan? Is Milligan better than say is right now? No. Well, Oh I would think Milligan's yes. earthy yes. he stripes, yes. he's yes. got he's got the credits in the bank. Why would you you say he's not that much better than Milligan if if he's better at all? So but Well That's the same question about Barisha. Well Barisha can't play because No, no, but he's you, you asked a question. His, but I
4: mean If that sort of that constant discussion around you know, we went through a period where if an international guy came to Australia played in the A played in the A League or played in the NSL and was naturalized, they'd almost certainly yeah, always that get would have picked. Been that was a different seventies and eighties. Yeah. But if you now look at the quality, I mean Thomas Bruce is a perfect example of a guy that you know, he I'm not I'm pretty sure that if he became an Australian citizen he would have been able to qualify, but he hasn't and No, no,
3: he he played one B German international or something like okay, that. So that and it ruled him, him. out. But it was a good... Qu- I mean, the people were asking a question about Broich. He was such a good footballer, even above Yeah, Such a good footballer. People were asking the question, can we get this guy to play for Australia? And Like uh, Fauna Roly, for instance. Well, now, I, I, I actually looked up... He's played one game or a couple of games for the Uruguayan under-17 team. If he wants to play... If he, I mean, if he wants to become a citizen and get his passport and do everything he needs to do, and then, he could play for Australia. But would you... At uh, I think he's twenty. Yeah, is, he'll probably he wouldn't he be
4: early thirties or something. Yeah, he wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, probably timing prevents that. But if he'd come here at twenty seven, and but he wasn't scoring goals for his no, club at twenty seven. No, he's got to have a year like last. But year. But Barisha, I think, is the perfect case of saying. I mean, I think you would, and I think you'd pick him over. I think. Urich.
3: I think club football is very different from international football, you know, um, and. I don't know. I, I still would go with the way Juric is playing right now. I'd still go with a Juric. I'd still go with a Rogic. I think we've got the mix right. There's no foreigner in, the, in, in the, our A-League who I would say could take someone's spot. Now, the big question mark is over someone like Emilia Yedinak because he's a player who's more of a leader. He's more of a, a standover man in that team. But technically, he's probably not the same. I don't think he gets no, picked actually, on. Actually, Bruno Fornaroli could take over. Right
2: now, if yep. Bruno Fonaroli was an Australian... He's 29, by the way. You'd put him in that squad for that position because he, yeah. he's pretty amazing and his he's, he's sense of the game, he's, he's, he can hold the ball up,
3: he can turn. Uh, I just wondered... Uh, in terms it, of his technical a, ability... It's, a, it's not actually the ability, Vinny. It's, it's the philosophy of Ange Postacoglu. What's his philosophy? Is his philosophy recruiting a team of foreigners who have become Australian or... Which means you pick the best players available or do you just play people who were born here, who grew up in our system? I mean, it could be a philosophy also that they might go with because you can, you can attract – with big money, you can attract some, of the, some pretty good footballers yeah, but, around the world who haven't played for their national team and, uh, I mean – and, and play them in our national team if you want to. I think it, it, it's a question
2: of playing the way he wants them to play. And if he, they can fit into his system and they've got to be prepared to fit into his system. But if you've got a player like Fornaroli who's available to you, I think Ange would look at him and think, yeah, we
3: can make it work. Yeah, but is he any better, is he any better than, uh, I suppose, Archie Thompson when Archie Thompson yes. was scoring goals? Yes, no, he when, is. No, when
2: Raleigh, you, I reckon, is dynamite. No, when
3: Archie Thompson was scoring goals regularly in the, in the A-League... He wasn't good enough for the national team. He, he, he used to get picked, but he wasn't good he enough. He would have for been picked with Ange as the coach. I think that was part but, of the problem. But the who, stuff... Who, um, um, Archie, Archie Thompson. Yeah. yeah,
2: the stuff you've seen Fornaroli do, you haven't seen other players do in the A-League. I don't, I, I don't think I've seen a striker like Bruno. The, he scored every sort of goal, but, except but, maybe
3: with his head. But I would say that when Viduca was playing in the... The point I'm making is that... The players who who play in our national team now, especially in the forward half, uh, are the players who are usually doing their uh, are working overseas. They're all they're all playing overseas. If Tommy Urich is now playing in the A League, would he be scoring at the rate of a Fornaroli? Maybe. I don't I think, reckon he would. I, I think he's a better player than when he was here than when he was last time he was here. fornaroli has got that. That
1: touch of class, yeah. that that touch of class that we've always talked about, would be fantastic. I'm certain in a soccer a a squad would play. Yeah, yeah I reckon.
3: I, I think it's. Very, I just think it's a very different A League, playing in an A League, playing in a soccer world cup qualifying you, you, campaign. You very test different. it out though, Carlos. You, 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 well, you, you uh, test but it. But where the philosophy comes in, yeah. Rod. Right, like if you're picking the best available plays, yes, you would test it. But if you're if you're a bloke who's committed to a philosophy like Ange Postecoglou is, I wonder whether he'd. <laughs> detested, even if he's available. It'd be very interesting to see if that ever happened. Who was the
4: last naturalised... Sorry, Roderick, the question, and I don't know the answer. I probably shouldn't ask it. But who was the last naturalised Australian to play for the Socceroos?
3: Look, there's been some really good ones. In recent years? I'm not sure in recent years, but I remember the Milan Ivanovic. I mean, the the 97 World Cup team... um, that didn't go to the World Cup in 98. Milan Ivanovic was one, was a great player to play for Australia. Uh, look, I'm sure our listeners would know yeah. off the top of my head, but that, that's the one that stands out to me a bloke who played for Australia, played a lot of football for Australia, and he was a player I don't think could even speak English all that well because he, yep. he came over from uh, what about Tim Hawkins. Well, Samoa, yeah, it's true. Yeah, true. Tim Gales probably yeah,
1: yeah. probably one of them. Hey, we've got to give a couple of books away uh, before we go to a break. With thanks to Football Federation Victoria's Community in Business. Uh, sign up as a member now for 2017. Go to communityinbusiness.com.au. Thanks to Anthony Grimer, um, on uh, allowing us to give two. Ange Postacoglu, uh, Change the Game, books. And tonight we're giving it to our very first caller, Jacob in Craigieburn. thought it was a fantastic call. What, what was his pseudonym as well? Snapper? Uh,
4: Snapper from Port Phillip. Bay. Well, up.
1: anyway, Jacob from Craigieburn. And we like to, uh, you know, pay it back in kind to Christy who came up uh, with the, you know, Taylor Swift hotline tonight. So that's Christy in Reservoir. Um, give us a call uh, tonight. Um, give us a call back and you've picked up the Ange Postacoglu book, uh, Changing the Game. It's great reading, and thanks to FFE, of course, uh, your federation um, doing great things. There you go. Well well done to Jacob and Christy. Still time for you to give us a call, 9429 1116. If you want to talk about uh, the game tonight, if you want to talk about Victory's game against Sydney FC.
3: Or even if is, you want Bruno Forneroli in the soccer squad. Absolutely.
1: 9429 1116. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN,
0: Melbourne's Home of Football.
5: Yo, no,
0: on eleven sixteen, SEN the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining
1: us on the final whistle tonight. Uh, Brisbane Roar defeated Melbourne City uh, 1-0 tonight. Jamie McLaren scoring for Roar in the eleventh minute. Suncorp Stadium. Uh, we're very happy tonight. Twenty thousand one hundred great crowd. Ninety eight people. Um, it was it was a very good. Yeah, it crowd. was a good game. And, and Look, it was a good game. You, so you you know no an no. hour and a half. <laughs> no. 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 Seriously, you're 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 the died in the wool, Melbourne City fan. Are you more accepting now of this? No, I'm not
4: accepting of the loss because the the club we are now is the most dominant and powerful club in Melbourne. Yeah, You know, you don't accept losses. Three but and two. They happen. And you move on. I'll be I'll be concerned. Well I'm concerned about the fact I have to spend another two hours with you guys on Thursday <laughs> night. But there'll be a greater concern if Melbourne City happened to lose against Newcastle, particularly when Newcastle are coming back from Wellington tomorrow afternoon. They play Wellington away at the cake tin. So I'll be worried about that, but I think they'll bounce back.
2: Can I just say, how important is a win for Wellington right now? Feed
3: income. <laughs> if they don't win at home... For, any, Ernie, for Ernie, Merrick, Ernie, Merrick. Ernie Merrick or Wellington? After that, after that performance the other night, guys, it was, like I said, it was pub team-like. And I don't think, you know, after what Wellington had to go through, you know, to convince people that they... Should get an extension to their license and, you know, longevity to their place in the A League and purchasing the likes of Finkler and Barber. That would have cost them a mm. bit of money. I mean, I, I tell you, um, they wouldn't be they would be too tolerant if they have another performance like that. I reckon
1: six one is uh, is an awful. But, one, but the way they played, yeah. it was awful. Hey, just off the text message, uh, we were talking before the break of. Um, you know Australia's attacking uh, the Socceroos. You know attackers, and um, you know how Ange views that that side of it. And Carlos, you were talking about his legacy. He, you know, wouldn't it be great if his legacy was to have a, you know, regularly scoring um, forward? Uh, one of the questions from Sam here: Hey guys, keen to hear your thoughts on our defence. I still feel we're susceptible
3: to easy goals. Um, the way the way the games played these days, people look at the back four or the back three, and they talk about it being a leaky defence, but the way the game's played is that the defense starts right up, up top of the the game where they start pressing high, and it's that next line really because once your strikers press high, you know more often than not they're not going to win that tackle, but it's the next tackle when the ball goes to the next. you put enough pressure on that next pass, it's cumulative, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, it's a, it's the next uh, two or three passes you've got to win it back as quickly as possible. Um, if you're if you're leaking goals, it tends to be that as a collective. As a collective, your team is not defending well in their part of the pitch. Um, and that's where, you know, Mel- people talk about Melbourne City uh, conceding you know, stupid goals at different times. But that's really when they don't get their, their forward pressure right. Once they get that right, teams can't even get out of their own half. Um, so, But it's, it is a taxing sort of a game. Um, and, you know, of course you're going to get individual errors now and again, but... Generally, I think, you know, these days you've got to talk collectively when you talk about a team's defence. Absolutely.
1: Hey, thanks for that, Sam. Uh, Jason Guerrier, he's one of the... um one of the newest, you know, uh, the, a player that, uh, you know, was born elsewhere and uh, had become
3: naturalised to play for the Socceroos. I, I don't think, think he was born in Australia, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, did he come over at a young age, did he? I think he I probably Yeah, did. I, I'm talking about, you know, when they're... When they're They've the come adults. over as professionals. Professional, professional well, footballers did, in their 20s and, you know, or even their late 20s. I mean, Milan Ivanovic, I think, came in his late 20s. Did a Dama Traore, um hmm. Did he? Ivory Coast. Oh, yeah, he was. He was yeah, there he was, there was talk born. that he was going to, but, but I, I, did that it, ever happen? I can't no, remember. No, I, I think he was tied... He no, I know that uh, Ange, or whoever was coaching at the time, was it Ange? I no, think, no, it wasn't. Uh, no, it was Osiek. Okay, well, I, I, I remember that they were talking about them and they did their investigations, but he'd already played. That's right. He, he already, was already tied to uh, Ivory Coast because he played, not, not at senior level, but he, he played uh, you know, at some level where uh, he couldn't play for Australia. So. We'd love to see an
1: A-League game off the text message, uh, exhibition game. Grew here's versus flew here's, So, you know, born here, basically, versus those that yeah, came homegrown. abroad. That's oh, interesting. Very good there. Hey, um, let's, let's start talking about uh, the games for the rest of the weekend. And we'll start with the game tomorrow night first with uh, Sydney FC and Melbourne victory. It's going to be a... This is the original big blue. Victory are going to burst Sydney's bubble. Is that... You, didn't you laugh at me
3: the other night when I said that? No, no, that's what... Um Kevin Muskett's come out and said, "Oh yeah, but I, I, I don't know why people are doubting that victory could win. I think well, why Sydney's certainly not, you know, impossible to beat at the moment. I mean, they've they they just beat Wellington a couple of weeks ago. They've you know they they haven't been overly convincing. They've been strong." And resilient and, and competitive, but I wouldn't say they're playing champagne. I think football. the iced Bobo
1: will
4: play
3: really well tomorrow <laughs> night. Well, you know,
1: you know who, uh, is playing well for them. Um, Philip Holosko is actually. I mean, yeah. last year we weren't sure. He I think. was no.
4: Last year he was just poor. Yeah. As so the
1: market. So he far was poor. this year, he's um, he's actually been pretty good.
4: Yeah. No. I'll give him credit.
1: So back. you think victory will win, Vinny? How are you feeling about tomorrow night?
2: Look, uh, I want us to win. I think uh, we're building a bit of momentum, and I, I would <laughs> like to think that post the Wellington game, which didn't tell us much. The, the score did flatter the victory, I think. But, uh, so it'll be a big game tomorrow, and hopefully we will lift. I, I expect us to win.
4: No, I'd say Sydney to win for me.
3: No, I, th- I think victory will be a bit, a bit of a shock, but it'll be, I, don't think, I still don't think it'll be an indication for the rest of the season. But on the one-off, the way teams are going, Sydney haven't conceded a goal so far this year. They've won eight in all competitions in a row. Uh, so everything looks great. But you know what Sydney's like. They get all cocky. They think they're all, you know, such a. They think they're a world-class team right now. Victor will go up there. He'll be smash and grab. They'll win the game and come back home.
1: This is a different Sydney FC, uh, no. Carlos. I think they've got different more steel. players. Different oh, no, players. no, 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 definitely different, different players. players.
3: But there's a sameness about their their style of play. Uh, all it takes is for a hiccup to happen, and they become uncompetitive like they were last year.
1: It'd be very interesting to see. So uh, if you're a Melbourne victory. Uh, Supporter, give us a call, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Tell us what you think, if you uh, think your team will win tomorrow I think night.
2: there's a lot of pressure on Victory to make sure that they do the job. I, I don't know that the season has started the way they would like to have commenced it, and so they need to impose themselves for the full 90. Now, given that they played Wellington and, and really cleaned them up, you would say they've already done that. But I, I think that Wellington didn't turn up, and I think that Victory, the victory that we love is the one that... F- Fights and owns the game from the get-go.
1: Interesting. Uh, what about uh, the game before that? Wellington Phoenix take on Newcastle Jets. Uh,
2: Does anyone
3: care? Yeah, no, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, as I was saying that, I was thinking, well, you know, Newcastle have, have um, you know been okay this year. So uh,
3: Wellington have beat them over there, but you know, but it has. I mean, it's their grand final, isn't it? It has you to. Know, be. If, they, if they don't lift for this, uh, especially with the quality of players mm. that they've signed, um, I, I don't see any hope for someone like Ernie Merrick. Surviving the season, really. Generally. Jets have
4: been good. And I mean, I thought they were, they were okay last week, even in defeat. So I think you'd probably think that Wellington would be favoured because it's simply at home. But I think the Jets have shown a fight that came back from 2 0 down against Western Sydney Wanderers a couple of weeks ago. But they should never have drawn that. And they game. beat Brisbane 4 0, Newcastle.
3: Yeah, but they, they should never have won that, uh, that, sorry, drawn that game against West Sydney. West Sydney's three out of the way, really. No, the, there you my go. My favourite so, goalkeeper through it away. <laughs> just
1: going back to the uh, Sydney FC Melbourne victory game, uh, Christy, Vinny. I have tissues on standby for you after yeah. tomorrow's <laughs> match.
2: That's fine.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> send Vinny, them down. But Vinny make sure will need clean. them. Vinny's got a uh, bit of Jeez. an adenoid problem, so uh, <laughs> you know he'll need those. Marie, Sydney very good at the moment. They will win or be a draw. Now this is from Marie, who is a victory supporter mm. through and through, and so you know just. Uh, you know, Marie's not so sure. So um, keep the text messages coming, 9, uh, 0433 98 11 16. Uh, We'd love to hear from you tonight. There's uh, games on Sunday, Adelaide United take on Central Coast Mariners. You've got to say Adelaide, well, Adelaide are on one point at the moment, but uh, yep. Central Coast too, but Adelaide should win this.
3: They've, they've excused Adelaide a little bit this year. They, because they, they started off so badly yeah. last year and end up winning things. Yeah, yeah, no, they'll, they'll still but, finish on top. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but, that's but, right. but I think uh, if they don't get the points on this, I think people start, the rumblings will start again, uh, even though, like, would you, could you believe that Geelong Moore was probably a game away from being sacked last year? He was, he was, and then ended up going, mm. going in this winning run and uh, and grand final win. Uh, but look, and maybe that's bought him some time with this. Oh, he's a, got some credit in his bank. To think See, that he's yeah. got credit. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if he loses this one, but the rumblings about, will start again. You
2: talk about glorious defeats. Yeah. There is glory in defeat. I, I think Adelaide's have been glorious in defeat. They haven't True. played badly. They've been unlucky and they, they're always competitive and he knows what he's doing But so. Vinnie,
3: you're an Adelaide boy in that you know Adelaide well. You like You've to travel home, over there. Yes. You go behind that like well, yes, you I do. You mix in well with, yes. the, with yes. the Crow Eaters, you're right? Wearing, you're yep.
1: wearing red tonight.
3: Absolutely. I mean you, you just you are one of the one of the brethren there in <laughs> Adelaide when you go over. Uh, they they actually lose patience pretty quickly. <laughs> and well, if they yes. don't beat Central Coast at home
2: but they learned a great deal last, from last season. Uh, no, 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 no. They learned forget. about
3: patience. People forget, Vinny. Well, they just forget about what they went through last year. I think he's got credits up until now, but he's expected to win against Central Coast. Yes, he is expected mm. to win against
2: Central Coast, but they're going to forgive him if they don't. Oh. They he will. won't get sacked... No, oh, it's the, one of the thing things. He
3: won't get
4: sacked in the
2: tunnel. They just beat Central. Coast. <laughs> no, I mean, they, s- he's not going
3: to get sacked. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to get signs sacked. Signs could get sacked yeah, in the tunnel. No, he won't get sacked in the tunnel. They won't do that. But suddenly people start downing again, Vinny. It's just the nature of the game. You've been in it long enough to know. Oh. You know, people just turn like that. Haters yeah. going to hate, yeah, hate, hate, aren't they?
1: Yeah, the Taylor Swift hotline yeah. has been very quiet this yeah, we'll hour. play a bit of Taylor
4: into the, into the next break.
1: I actually out of the, liked next, it out bit of bit. the next break can for we? you. Well, absolutely, I reckon we can tonight. Because it Not, goes okay. 9429 <laughs> Secretly,
4: uh, I like a bit of Taylor Swift.
1: You like Michael Bublé too, yeah, don't Yeah, the you? bubble goes well. Yeah. I mean, so there's he a story behind calls in the bubble. <laughs> the bubble. There the is bubble? a story, but we won't tell it on air tonight. Um, Perth Glory uh, take on Western Sydney Wanderers to, uh, on Sunday night. I,
4: now here's the jungle drums. To me, mm. Carlos, mm. this is the jungle jungle. For who? Who? For? who, for for? who? <laughs> I'd have to say the jungle drums for me are the Tony Popovich jungle drums. If, if a, they
3: lose. Yep. If there's a, if there's a. If there's a violent Bambi <laughs> that we're talking about because it's hard to describe Tony Popovich as Bambi, right? Because he's, there's yeah, some rough edges yeah, there yeah, and yeah. You know he's a bit he short with people, a bit testy with people. I'm not sure Bambi was testy, you know what I mean? No, no, Bambi had a bit of a passive-aggressive yeah. side. But, um, <laughs> the jungle <laughs> drums for me will be there beating. Is, I'm telling you, while Tony Popovich is there, they could finish last three years in a row and he won't get sacked. They just love him there. We we remember do you we really talked to their, we, we interviewed their their CEO John Sitsummans. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, That's yeah, yeah, Sat and uh, and you could see they're in awe of Tony Pobs. Jungle drums. No. I'm gonna create them.
1: So who wins this, Warren? do you Oh, think? Perth win. <laughs> so the jungle no, drums are there. Perth are, are a good side. Yeah, no, no.
4: Perth doubt.
3: are a top four side. I think Kenny Lowe's lost his way a bit. <laughs> is
4: he up in the stands this no, week? No, I think he's
3: <laughs> I think he's down with the team, but he's lost his way a bit. When he starts when it becomes all about him Pointing at referees, getting so stuff to the stands. What's the difference stance. between Kevin and, and Ken. Kenny? Ken. Why can Kevin do it? Well, enough? Kenny. Why, why are you asking me that well, question? Because well,
4: because Kevin talk. does enough, he does enough gesticulating on the sidelines just as Kenny Lowe
3: does. It is instinctive for Kevin Musket to act the way he does. Kenny Lowe put on a show last week and he paid for it.
1: He did. He did. So looking forward to this uh, round of A-League football, of course. Tonight, Brisbane Roar defeated Melbourne City 1-0. Warren, I'm sorry I have to say it again, Jamie McLaren scoring in the 11th minute at Suncorp (laughs) Stadium in front of 20,198 people. You're only doing your job, Rodrigo. I am only doing my job. And tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. Let's
3: take a break, Carlos. I've just got a message from uh, Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Timmy Cale's just just switched off the lights oh, they still there? He's just finished signing his last book What a legend yeah. What a trooper Does it for the and, good of the game and by yeah. the way I saw the footage of him signing his
4: book He's done the warm up Warmed down And as he's going back into the change For the rooms, final
3: team talk The going guy has the game. handed
4: the book It's taken him all of 15 seconds Warren well, the cones that they normally yeah. use Were his book <laughs> The sprinklers have come Skip on was
3: waiting for him <laughs> for that last team talk that's going to win them the game. And he's waiting and waiting. It just throws everyone out. Wait, where's Tim? Seconds.
2: Where's Tim? Well, oh, Tim, Tim, quoted from, Tim quoted from Tim quoted page eight. Yeah. I'd just like to read something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Mm-hmm,
0: but I Can't stop, won't stop. On 11.16 SEN, the Four Diego's.
7: Yes.
1: If we had uh, a camera in here, you got uh, four, four middle-aged men, you know, bopping their heads to. Would you go to, to a Taylor
4: Swift concert? I would. I've been, and I got um, ejected. Oh geez,
1: what did you do, Vinnie Venezuela?
2: I, I, apparently, I tried to rush the stage, <laughs> and I shouldn't have.
4: Is she as nice in person as she looks on this, on this TV screen? She's a very lovely...
2: A complete package? She's a, she's a beautiful musician.
4: Yep, every yep, sense.
1: I'd take my daughter. I don't
4: go do by myself. you reckon she'd be I reckon she'd barrack Yeah, that was for a city.
2: bad move too, Rodrigo. I, you know, it was like toolies. Do <laughs> I reckon she'd
4: barrack for City,
1: myself. Right. Well, what, the glitz and the glamour?
4: No, yeah, absolutely, Taylor. She's well, not a
3: victory girl? Vinny, would she be
2: a a victory
1: girl? Of course she'd be a victory girl.
2: You know, we're the big team. (laughs) We're the big team. (laughs) We're not not the wannabes.
1: Let's not start that conversation. Um,
2: Like, you know... Cities like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh,
7: okay. I wonder if we can get a bit of Miley. Oh, do <laughs> was, her? The, was uh, her? the one where she... The wrecking ball. The wrecking ball. Yes. Actually, if we can get a bit of that, that
1: going, that'd be good. Just if you've joined us, um, SEn's not moving to the FM <laughs> dial. Uh, Melbourne City... Right here on 1116 AM. Melbourne
4: City is a wrecking ball when we played our best. <laughs> so true. if we can get a bit of... Uh, just to finish off the show,
1: you, you talk about <laughs> Melbourne City. They lost tonight, Warren. One uh, nil. Um, I've just just because people are just joining us, you know. But
4: in fairness
2: to them, Rodrigo, they didn't turn up.
1: So <laughs> that's true. Let's just go. Let's just go through some text messages here. Um, more City players. We talked about uh, Tim Kale, um you know, doing some sig- you know signatures, and more City players need to write some books to get everyone on the same level as Timmy. So oh. Timmy, you know, doing it for the team. You've created this sense of
4: division. Between the team, the haves and the have-nots, the ones that have written books may write books and never will write books. <laughs> Warren, says the man who got Redmayne sacked.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. There's a divide in that change room that's, that's slowly <laughs> oh, opening up. It's slowly... Oh, yes, it's, yes. It's, it's becoming a, 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 like an earthquake fault. The first in thing Timmy room. says
2: to Bruno is,
1: do you have a book in your man bag? <laughs> we need to get Timmy on the show, actually. We... Oh, as if he'll come on now.
3: No, no, if he wants to promote his book, he'll come on our yeah.
1: show. No, no, why not? He, he, um, we interviewed him many years ago when he was, you know, just a, yeah. you know, a young man playing It was he at Millwall at the time? I'm pretty sure he was. So, yeah. um, you know, we kind of uh, started his career. But anyway... <laughs> um, Tactically, this is John in Port Melbourne. Tactically outplayed. Millions more in the salary cap. Not one shot on target.
4: Now, there's two things I'd like to say to John. Actually, three. There, there's there's a sense that what John's saying is that in some way Melbourne City are rotting the salary cap. Well, that's not correct.
3: Sorry. Where does he say it's, they're rotting the salary cap?
1: Well, he says millions more in the salary cap. That's
3: completely false. So, but how is that rotting the salary cap? Well, you
4: can't have millions more than the salary cap allows you to have because that's rotting the salary cap.
3: You could pay anything outside the salary cap for a marquee or guest player.
4: Yeah. So, but it's not rotting that's not part of the cap. Yeah, but you're.
3: But he's not saying he is. <laughs> he is. is. He say, Rodrigo, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Don't come to me. Let's, Vinny, no, comprehension, no, please.
1: Don't come to me. Millions more in the salary cap.
3: So, how is that? Is he suggesting that they're rorting the salary cap? You,
1: you could read it like that, Carlos, but because. You, no, you could. Millions more in the salary sorry, cap. Sorry, it's the, the, 10
3: to midnight. I can't read it like that. I don't see it reading it like that. Well, anyway. he said, yeah, anyway, but that's.
4: And, and I appreciate John because he keeps me in line, keeps me in check, <laughs> keeps me grounded. and But that, that's wrong. Outcoached. Actually, tactically, you'd have to say on the night that John Aloisi did a really good job at preparing his team to nullify the strengths. And City didn't do a great job of rectifying the situation to overcome the tactics. So, yes, you you agree. You must must be
3: mortified Mortified. that they didn't get a shot on goal. Oh, You're see mortified. Your world is falling apart right now because they didn't get a showing no, goal.
4: My world's only falling apart because this week I've spent <laughs> six hours in this room with you. That's enough to make me mortified.
1: There you go. Hey, um, no, we we talked a bit about uh, Brisbane Raw. in the in We've the talked um, a lot about Brisbane. Raw. No, well, we did, we did. But um, I thought tonight you talked about John Eloise, You know his tactics tonight. Um, you've got to say that. You know they they have improved, and Carlos, you mentioned this before they've improved quite a bit on last year, haven't they
3: i think they've yeah, they're probably going to go as far as they did last year, but I think tactically you know there's many teams that have improved in the a league, so it's not just individual you know individual players who are good plays technically good players, but tactically, I think the coaches are getting better and better. And uh, we're seeing a lot of really interesting games. I'm enthralled by some of the games. And, you know, the performances are probably just as good as last year. But the, watching the tactics and how coaches are coaching their teams to, you know, overcome other teams' tactics. And I think everyone's looking at Melbourne City right now and wondering, OK, Fournieroli does this really well. Brandan's doing this. Kamal's coming. I thought, you know, when you're nullifying two of those three attacking threats for City... You're doing something very, very right. And it was not an individual defending by the likes of Hingit, uh, Corey Brown, but also collectively, I thought they mm. were terrific too.
1: What about with Melbourne City, though? We mentioned, I think, pre-show and, and in, in the first hour that they, last year, they would have copped another goal, wouldn't they? So yeah. on a positive note there for you, Warren, you know. Yeah, yeah they, thanks for that.
4: No, 5 no. to 12? You <laughs> could have been in the fight with me, <laughs> me at about 5 past 10, but no, you got in it at 5, pa- 5 last, to 12.
1: Last Good year, it was a Miley Cyrus-type situation, yeah. and it was a bit bit like this.
2: Don't you ever say I just walked away?
7: Warren's on his
3: wrecking ball in a nude right now, <laughs> swinging through the studio, back and forth, yes. back and forth, So we could back it, and forth. We could have called, called
1: it the wrecking ball hotline. We could have, right at the end, but um, Christy won out uh, tonight.
4: Look, um, I think <laughs> we learn a lot about tonight. We learn that as much as I'd like Melbourne City to be a runaway title contender and blow everyone off the park, that they're going to find it difficult to win, particularly away from home. And there's some difficult places to go this year. They've already been to Wellington, ticked that off against the pub team. But they've lost to Perth at home and now this game here. So they've got some work to do. Brisbane, I think, are going to be really competitive but lack a little bit just at the pointy end in terms of the class. And I would say that we play them, we, Melbourne City, play them anywhere except Suncorp. The result's different. But good luck to them tonight. And no, I'm not mortified. As I said, I'm mortified I've spent six hours with you, Carlos, and I've got to spend another (laughs) three hours with you next week. But besides that, we still love the game.
1: We do, absolutely. So, um, Vinny Venezuela, we've only got a couple of minutes to go. Yes, Tomorrow night, Melbourne victory. Uh, Off the text message here, JP, Melbourne will need at least two goals tomorrow night as their defence won't keep Sydney FC goalless. They will score two. Rojas will score one and... Best South Briscoe will score
2: one.
3: So if they score two, they they're win. Taken care of. Yeah, but I don't think Sydney's been that. Pro- I mean, look, Sydney I haven't I copped the goal yet. Well, they yeah, haven't copped the goal, but uh, but it's you know they've it's not like they've been. It's you not, really don't it's, like them. It's, it, do you well, it's well not, you so come on. People and admit are raving. You were wrong people on are, Wednesday night. People are raving about Sydney FC, but I think they're just a team that's just become competitive. That's all. They're a bit harder to beat this this year, but like there's a, there, it's not like they're playing such brilliant football. We see a difference with the way Melbourne City's playing their football this year than what they've done in previous years, right? And they've got to, you know, I think they got to the, was it the preliminary final last year, Warren? Melbourne yes. City? So, I mean, it's not like they haven't got deep into the finals before, but this year it's clear the type of football they're playing is, is a, a really fantastic brand. Sydney's not playing a better brand of football. They're just more competitive, tougher to beat, and they're a little bit more resilient, that's all. I'm not saying, I don't think uh, Graham Arnold's coaching any better. Uh, they're just more focused. But, you know, Melbourne Victory's got nothing to lose. They're going mm. up there, the underdogs. Uh, Barisha has a big one, and he plays well up there whenever they play up there. Uh, Rojas, you know, he's, he's now coming into the game. He scored, scored the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I just think anything can happen. Yeah, well, you forward. admit you were wrong if they get if they belt them. Well, the it's el- rare that I'm wrong, Warren. It's just rare. I, mean, <laughs> I can't even think of the can't even think of the the you know, the, the chance of me being wrong. But apart yes, from the Liverpool crowd, no, that's many okay. Years ago. Yeah, once in 23 years, okay, guys, I think that's a pretty good track record. <laughs> He's unbelievable, isn't
1: he? Hey, it was a big night. Thanks for your calls tonight. Uh, thanks for your text messages on a night where uh, Brisbane Roar defeated Melbourne City. 1-0 with Jamie McLaren scoring in the 11th minute uh, at Suncorp Stadium in front of a crowd of uh, 20,000. 000- one hundred and ninety-eight. The games uh, for the rest of this weekend: Wellington Phoenix take on Newcastle Jets, Sydney FC, Melbourne victory, Adelaide United, Central Coast Mariners, Perth Glory, one- and Western Sydney Wanderers. So remember, Carlos. We're Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We'll, we'll be, be there. there.
4: Samba, rumba, and la Bumba. We'll, we'll be there. Be
1: there. there are girls
2: with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be, be there.
1: there. Wherever gringos play football, we'll, we'll be there. there. We are the four Diegos.
3: Ole. Ole.